0: Welcome to the Happy Homeschooler Podcast, a digital support group for everyone interested in a learning lifestyle. I'm Melody. I'm Holly. Jennifer can't join us today, so we're kicking it old school with just Holly and I. Today we'll be interviewing a longtime friend and homeschool mentor, Mary James. But before we get to our interview, Holly, how have you been since last time? Well,
1: um, we are re entering life after spending the month of July dealing with COVID. So this week, we've had lots of activities. We're back to enjoying parkour. We went to a park day. And the calendar's starting to fill up. You know, school starts soon for a lot of people. And all the activities are starting. I was actually trying to plan a trip. I want to go to uh, Tucson to see my family. And um, I'm going to go on the trip in September. So I was texting back and forth with my middle daughter about my dates. And she said, well, um, isn't that when... Liam's birthday is. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have the right calendar in front of me. And I had to dial oh, back dear. and <laughs> yeah, and pull oh, out dear. all my, put out, look at all the things that I have in September. And I found a span of five days where I could make the trip happen. So
0: yeah, life is so busy. Oh my gosh. What about you? What are you up to? Oh, well, I'm glad you're feeling better, first of all. And um, I was wondering if you were going to get to make your trip. But I've been uh, getting busy for school, obviously, or have teacher in service and just getting everything together. But I've been Christmas crafting because I'm working on a commission. And uh, this one involves designing some pieces and creating my own patterns because like I'm not averse to finding a pattern and using it, you know, work smarter, not harder, but Mm -hmm. I could not find what she wanted. And so I'm In the process of making a prototype and then adjusting it and getting it the way that, getting it all set. So that's been different and a little bit of a break, which was probably good, you know, just to take a break and do something completely different from all the regular things you're doing and then come back to those other things a little bit refreshed. So that's been fun. (laughs) Yeah, so. That's um, been fun. Will you be able to, like, sell the pattern later or something after you've created this? that is my plan. I'm working on it now. It's like, I've got the pattern written up, but I need to make it again to make sure that I end up with the same thing twice, you know, uh-huh. that whole progress. So, but I'm pleased. It turned out almost had exactly how I had imagined it. So that, that was exciting. I haven't done that in a long time. It's kind of nice to resurrect old skills and see if you still got it. <laughs>
1: so. That's just amazing. And you, you have wonderful, amazing crochet skills. I'm always impressed when I see what you've created.
0: Oh, thank you. It's something I love to do. You know, when you love to do something, you enjoy the practice and creating. And it's one of the things I often tell people not to forget when they're homeschooling is develop your kids' hobbies and their interests, because those are things that may turn into income-producing streams down the line somewhere, or just so that they have something to do. Instead of, you know, being bored, they have they can go do woodworking or model building. and In fact, one of my adult children recently sent me a picture of one of my sons. Uh, he went and bought a model kit. He hasn't worked on models in decades. And um, decided to just go and buy a model kit and paint and glue and the whole thing. He's building a model car. So I thought that, that was fun. pretty fun. <laughs> well, and it's also time.
1: important for homeschool parents to give themselves time for hobbies. I've talked to some homeschool moms who say, oh, my last kid's going to graduate and I have no idea what I'm going to do with myself. And we don't want to be in that boat for ourselves any more than we want our kids to be in that boat. So it's important to give yourself time to delve into hobbies and and find things to do like crochet or cook or yoga or whatever it is. You know, it's important to give yourself that time as well as for your kids.
0: It is, and my mother was always really good about encouraging me to go do something, and um, I was very busy with a house full of children, and she would, like, encourage me to go and do something for myself, which is really hard to do when you're in the thick of things and you have so many demands on your time, but it's that whole thing of you need to do something that refreshes you so that you can have something from which to give your children.
1: Right. You cannot, you know out of an empty bucket. We hear that all the time. And, uh, you know, even the other um, analogy that's given where if you're on a plane and there's some kind of a problem and they tell you, you put on your oxygen mask first, then you help your kids. You know, if you're all burned out and cranky and upset, you have nothing to give to your kids. So that time that you think you can't afford away is actually the time you really need to prioritize
0: it sure is. I think we I think we did a podcast about that, but if we didn't, we need to because right? I think that moms need to give themselves permission to um, mother culture. Charlotte mm-hmm. Mason calls that mother culture. That's part of it needs to be part of your planning because that's one of the first things you'll forget to do.
1: Yep. And all work and no play makes you the educator a dull person.
0: <laughs> yes it does. <laughs> We're going to take a short break to hear a word from our sponsor. And when we return, we'll be talking to the founder of Smoothing the Way, Mary James.
1: It's summertime,
0: and I know I'd rather be swimming in a pool than sitting at a computer. When you need to build a transcript, it can be a laborious, time-consuming process without the right tools, but never fear. Transcript Maker is an online tool that allows you to create your own professional high school transcripts quickly and easily, poolside, lakeside, or wherever you are.
1: It's always a good time to save money, especially when there's summer fun to be had. Transcript Maker offers a 14-day free trial, so you can give it a test drive and see what you think.
0: Happy Homeschooler podcast listeners can save 20% off their subscription by using our exclusive coupon code HAPPY. That's H-A-P-P-Y in all cats. Don't waste your summer inside. Go to www.transcriptmaker.com today.
1: Transcript Maker. Simply better transcripts.
0: Welcome back to the podcast. We are so happy today to welcome Mary James, our longtime friend and homeschooling mentor and the founder of the training and support group for new homeschoolers called Smoothing the Way. Mary, thank you for joining us today.
2: Well, thank you for inviting me. This will be fun.
0: I'm really so excited to be able to introduce our listeners to Smoothing the Way if they've never heard of it before. Would you like to, in a nutshell, like tell people what is Smoothing the Way?
2: Well, I think that the homeschooler is most successful if they can get grounded in their first, maybe first and second year. And so Smoothing the Way strives to get as much information as possible into their hands and to continue supporting and encouraging them in their journey. How exactly does that happen? Well, you know, we began as a monthly support group and some folks still uh, use our material to run support group meetings uh, in person. But over the years, we've just morphed into mainly a teacher training course that kind of walks uh, a new homeschooler through their first year with information about Um, how to get started, what do I need, learning styles, finding curriculum, organizing your home, all of those things. Um, And so we see it as kind of a one-year course that can actually be accessed and done in one weekend, if so needed, through our website, which is smoothingtheway.com.
1: That's wonderful.
0: It really is everything you wish you'd known when you started. Like if you have been homeschooling for a few years, but you're still struggling. I feel like smoothing the way gives you all the things you wish you'd known when you first got started.
2: That's why I always say it's it's a, a group for new homeschoolers or those who feel like they're still new to homeschooling. <laughs> and that can happen 10 years down the line. Yeah, Especially if you change <laughs>
1: things drastically, right? Yeah. It's an organization for homeschoolers, uh, which we would think that means you're a homeschooler. So tell us about how you got into homeschooling.
2: Well, let's see. Let me look way back into the dark (laughs) ages. (laughs) Um, I have eight children and I started homeschooling in 1989 when my oldest son was four. Um, And so I'm wrapping up. My uh, youngest just turned 19 yesterday and so she has now completed, and I am a completed homeschooler, but, so that makes, uh, what, 32 years, 33 years of teaching my children at home.
1: Wow, that's impressive.
2: Awesome. You know, it sounds impressive, but honestly, <laughs> if I had to get eight children ready for public school with <laughs> shoes and backpacks and all of that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, that's that's how I feel, too, because my oldest went to public school for a bit in high school and I kept the other four still homeschooling and just dealing with her schedule was about to do me in. Right. So, yeah. So I I always said it's easier for me to to have control over my schedule. So you started homeschooling in 1989. But what made you decide? Because that wasn't even legal strictly in 1989 here in Texas. So what made you say, yeah, I'm going to do this?
2: Well, I didn't actually know that they were still battling for the right <laughs> to uh, leaper had not completely it was still being addressed and being fought. and uh, but, you know, uh, a, a few people that I respected had started doing it and were telling me that it was legal. and and, of course, he was four years old. So it was a couple of years before we were at uh, a time when we had to. Notify a school district, or, or you know, make some kind of declaration. So, you know, I still felt pretty safe with starting with the pre-K and the kindergarten stuff.
1: You had a soft open.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. And, right. and back then, right. there wasn't any material really, which was the interesting part. I, I would, I would spend an hour and a half making a little worksheet that he would do in in eight seconds flat. <laughs> <you> know, right. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> The just, days <laughs> uh, go to the teacher supply store and the christian bookstore and find some material there and and just kind of wing it you know my first homeschool cur- um, curriculum fair he was i think he was six or seven and there were maybe 20 vendors um, and of course now you look at them, they have 120 vendors in the exhibit hall and workshops going all day long. So it, it was interesting back then, but I just, I felt like that was the right thing to do. I never, I never doubted that this was the right path.
1: That's awesome. We, we didn't get there like that. Um, I had my kid, uh, my oldest kid in public school for pre-K and kinder and first grade long enough to see things that, I didn't really enjoy and long enough to worry that my second child, who was a boy, was going to be constantly in trouble. And that that's kind of how we got to homeschooling. So I always felt like I was behind because I, I didn't make the decision with a lot of time and I and I didn't do it with, um, you know, a young child who hadn't already been to school. So I, I wish I had known more. But um, at some point, we all met each other because of homeschooling. So it's such a treasure.
0: So I remember those early book fairs where there were only a few vendors, and I also remember a time when they wouldn't sell you the answer keys to things. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> way back in the day. Um, And I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly how we met, but it was through homeschooling, and I don't know if it was at a book fair, but it's a good chance that there was. But I remember hearing that you were starting Smoothing the Way. I think you were in leadership.
2: Um, yes. I started um – in leadership in, I guess, the mid-90s, early to mid-90s with the local homeschool group, which was at the time Christian Home Educators of Austin and developed into Christian Home Educators of Central Texas. And, Mm -hmm. And we offered monthly information meetings at libraries. And we did that, oh, I don't know, I guess I did that for at least a year. And I would What I what I came to realize is the new homeschoolers every single session had the very same questions and it didn't matter if we answered those questions 20 times the next person that came in was going to have the very same questions and the thing is those are important questions and to be successful to get that kind of information in your say first and second year that is going to go a long way towards uh, making you a successful homeschooler for the long run and so um, I began to realize that a little more attention needed to to be given because the other thing is you know that we would talk for an hour and a half or two hours and we would answer these questions which were the same how do i get started what's legal in texas where do i find curriculum all of those things but as people left i could see that there was still a, a degree of fear and uncertainty on their the faces in the
1: headlights look
2: <laughs> exactly and i just right. wanted to take their hands and follow them home and Aww. help them out help them out and so in talking about that with my my very good friend, Diane Broadway, who uh, ran a home business helping people choose the correct curriculum and who also helped with these library meetings, um, we just sat down and we put together a calendar that would start in August with getting off to a great start. And it would end in May with a graduation. And it would basically say congratulations, you completed your first year of homeschooling. And it would cover things like lesson plans, organizing your time, uh, understanding learning styles, choosing curriculum, how to organize your home when suddenly everybody is not leaving all day long so you can <laughs> right. clean up. Right. Right? Um, <laughs> right. And so we just developed this calendar that went from August to May and we had monthly meetings. And the first meeting i can clearly remember looking out the window of the church where we were holding it and wondering if the people pulling into the parking lot you know we thought maybe two or three people would show up and we had like a dozen people wow and That's by the end awesome. of that year we had launched a second group across town and that was in 1999 and it's just really it's, it's grown from there because after all of these years the new homeschoolers still need the same questions answered. And so much has changed in homeschooling, uh, but when I go to the conventions every year and I stand at a booth and I talk to new people, guess what, they're asking the same questions that same they did question. in 1999 at those library meetings. How do I get started? What's legal? Where do I find curriculum? You know, mm-hmm. so How do I, I
0: fit it all in? Absolutely.
2: Yes, I think there will always be a need. I think it will always be important to address those first questions that we ask, because, you know, I've talked to people, too, who who kind of started homeschooling and then they changed their mind. And, And across the board, the main reason was they felt they weren't getting connected. They felt like they were an island. And you know, I would certainly hate for anyone to give up this great opportunity because they didn't get the information or the support that they needed. So that is really what gave birth to smoothing the way. And, and here we are 22 years later, still kicking in different forms, but still trying to answer those same questions and encourage and support parents that they can teach their children at home.
1: What? I know that we knew each other before you started Smoothing the Way because I I remember us being on some kind of a homeschool play date with our kids, some place like an indoor gym. And then I heard, oh, you know, Mary and Diane had started this organization. And, And I know I got involved in it in 1999 or 2000 as one of the mentors. And I remember thinking, if I can help anyone, not to have the kind of first year I did where I I threw myself on the bed routinely while my children were eating lunch and cried, that um, I would be so happy to be part of that. And so um, I thought it was just absolutely brilliant, this idea that you had come up with.
2: I remember you sharing that story at, at one of our very first, because it was that very first year that you joined with Diane and I, because what we wanted to do was have two or three at, at least two or three veteran moms because we all come from different backgrounds and we all had different settings at home. And so we wanted to give, the, from the very beginning, we wanted to give that idea that there's not one way to homeschool. And so look, this mom does it this way and this mom does it this way and her family looks like this. And and I clearly remember you sharing early on that that one of the reasons that you would love to participate is because of crying on the bed. <laughs>
1: yeah. I was also pregnant, so that could have been a part. of the The way to jump in with both feet in the fire, start homeschooling and get pregnant all in, you know, a few months. But, yeah, I, I just thought your idea was absolutely brilliant. And, and Melody, when did you get get in on the smoothing away train? Pretty early?
0: Well, pretty early the following year because we had moved way out to the boonies and we were starting to make connections with the homeschoolers in our new area. And I was helping uh, new homeschoolers and talking to them. And like you said, answering the same questions over and over. And I reached out to Mary to see if I could, I really just wanted to know if I could use her topic ideas for the monthly meetings. She's like, oh, here, here are the outlines. (laughs) It's like, whoa. And so I was like, that's amazing. But I started hosting some small, uh, small smoothing the way meetings in Bastrop, Texas. And some of the ladies that I met there have become some of my best friends, and so that just kept on going, and then we moved away somewhere else, and I didn't do it for a while, and again, uh, I think people are like, oh, you still had you homeschool, and then they start asking you questions, and so I started another local group just recently when my, my older daughters started homeschooling their children. They found that they were answering smoothing away questions, and so like, mom, we need a smoothing away, And so I did it again. That was so much fun to do Smoothing the Way with my my oldest daughter, who was the one who was homeschooling then. Um, And so then I got to meet all of her friends. And I just love that Smoothing the Way helps to build the homeschool community and kind of knit it together.
1: It really does. And I think the, the other wonderful thing about it is that as busy homeschool moms... Um, who do get asked questions, um, and you want to help people, it's a really streamlined and efficient way to do it with all those w- wonderful monthly topics, and those wonderful outlines so that you're able to help a great number of people more than you could if you were working one-on-one. And like you said, you're building that community. It was just brilliant.
2: My sweet friend, Lindsay Lambert of the Texas Homeschool Coalition said years ago, I've been helping homeschoolers so longer, I no longer am one. Because (laughs) you run the risk of spending so much time uh, and your heart for investing in other people that it, it can take. for So, again, that was another reason for this is let's get instead of talking to 10 people one on one, let's get 10 people in the room and and say the same thing to all 10 at once. And so it, it was, I think, streamlined. And I do I, I appreciate because, you know, actually, the very first year we wrote the sessions, we we mapped out the calendar. OK. At a coffee shop somewhere. But we wrote the sessions like two days before that monthly meeting. All the way to the those, meeting, <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Those outlines have changed very little over the years. They are basically the same thing that we started with. Expanded on a little bit, maybe. I do not Mm -hmm. think the order of them has shuffled around at all.
1: And, And it shows you how accurate it is that new homeschoolers have the same needs, whether they started in 1999 or they're starting in 2022. Their questions and needs are the same. So we know what smoothing the way it looked like when it started. How has it grown and changed since those early days?
2: It really has changed a lot. Some changes directed by the changes in my own family, you know, reaching from having a, a few preschoolers to um, a, a lot of high schoolers, you know, in my time investment and things like that. But some of it changed as as the community changed, as technology brought more changes and accessibility to people. So we we had monthly meetings for a number of years and we had groups all over Texas. We had some in Minnesota where I was doing some conventions up there. Um, and But then with the advent of the internet and, and access to information that way, the, the monthly group meeting attendance dwindled somewhat. And so we begin to change. And another thing that that changed for me was people would find out about us in March when we were more than halfway through that, that year of meetings. Right. And so one of the first things we did was record a series of webinars so that the entire course, the entire year was available in one package so that somebody could start mid-year and still catch up. And so we would still have monthly meetings, but people had access to that information anytime they wanted it or they could replay it. You know, this was the session that I most needed to know, but I missed a few details and I want to go back and hear more. Early on, Melody will remember, Holly probably too, having these massive, CDs, I think there were like, well, we probably had one CD for every session. So with with 10 sessions, it was a binder with 10 CDs included in it. And all of that has come down to having one flash drive where it's a 16 gig flash drive and we take up maybe one gig of information. And so now I have a flash drive that can be your homeschool resource where you can dump all of your files and printables and everything you want into one area. And also the um, the recorded webinars are available on the website under free course so you can watch it there. And so now a lot of what I do is through the Facebook page, which is Facebook slash moving the way um, and just sending out articles or smiles or sales that pop up on great curriculum just keep that kind of flowing and then of course I still go to conventions and operate a booth where those new homeschoolers can come and get that one-on-one tell me what to do my kid is like this you know what am I looking for I
1: miss those days those were some of the most fun times working the booth at conventions with you and Melody
2: yeah, you need to come back and do we need to do we need to do our <laughs> our trio again? road trip again. Oh my or, gosh, yes we do. We quite do. the group.
1: We Oh man, those were some fun times and then I would come home and there would be a towel on the carpet and I'd say, "What's up with the towel on the carpet?" <laughs> oh, the cat threw up and I knew you were on the way home. Oh great. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, oh, back to is. reality. Yeah, back to oh, reality. reality. Well, and um, so you've got the flash drives and you've got people can access things online but I heard I don't know I thought I heard a rumor that you were doing zooms
2: yeah, we do want to start that this year um, because you know here's what's funny is we had monthly meetings and everybody got together with the Kleenex and the chocolate and you mm-hmm. know the whole bit and we we did our yeah. thing and we cried and we laughed and then internet came in and everybody had access to Facebook groups and email lists and all of those things blogs you know everybody's reading the blogs and so the groups diminished but I see it turning full cycle again. To people looking for that actual connection. connection. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I think, especially
1: after COVID, people are like, I was so excited.
2: Because well, so it really... still kind of puts a damper on social gathering somewhat. Uh-huh. So I kind of wanted to start with Zoom so we can cover um, some topics that aren't on the smoothing the way calendar, like special needs issues, mental health issues, mm-hmm. uh, what excellent. to do with high schoolers, um, but also perhaps lead that into. Actually, reviving the calendar of smoothing the way—it's—it's it's interesting. I've had several, especially veteran homeschool leaders like you, to come to me and say, "I would love to see those monthly meetings again. Let's—let's let's do that." Um, and so, I want to encourage that. And of course, because the information is accessible to everybody, any anybody who wants to start to use that material as a gathering, as a coffee date once a month or twice a month or whatever works for you. Do it at Um, Park Day. Exactly, exactly. Do Mm -hmm. the same thing, you know, watch the topic at home and then get together and share the books that you have on that topic or the experience you have. Um, we used to do always on the scheduling your time, I would always bring in a panel of about four different homeschool moms with very different, you know, one had one <laughs> child, one had eight children, one used all of Becca, one was an unschooler, you know, and, and share a day in the life and tell us what your homeschool looks like. And that can still be so so easily done in a group. Uh, of any size, let's all bring our schedule that we're working on for the upcoming year and share ideas about it, you know?
1: Yeah, I was laughing because <laughs> I always remember when we used to have those panels at the, like when we did some seminars here and there, um, and you would say, oh, you know, your house might be a little messy. And I would always be <laughs> the one that said, let me just tell y'all, like my house cannot be messy. And so we keep a clean house. And one lady came up to me at the end of one of those sessions and she said, I'm so glad you said that because I thought if I have to have a messy house to homeschool, I'll never get to homeschool.
0: (laughs) Well, and that's why we need to to hear from people who are doing things differently than the way we're doing them because it helps you realize there's not just one, it does not have to look like what your best friend's homeschool looks like. And it, it won't because you've got your kids and so it's just important to hear from those other moms doing it in different
2: ways and i think when we when we go and look for information especially if mainly what we're getting is let's say we read all the the popular homeschooling blogs we come away with this vision of what we're supposed to do to make homeschool work and to me one of the reasons that smoothing the way has such staying power is that is not what we do we show all of the different ways that people homeschool and say let us help you find the way that works for you you don't have right. to fit homeschooling homeschooling will fit you right where you are right where your what your family looks like and And I think that's still a really important message. Almost more important, the more access we get to the stories of other homeschoolers. We still come away with this idea of that their life is perfect, and mine isn't. So maybe I can't we only
1: do this. share the highlight reels, or at least a lot sure. of us. We only share the best parts of things. And that makes people think, well, uh, my kid didn't want to do school, and the dog ate my teacher manual. <laughs> and what right. am I doing wrong? <laughs>
2: You know and, and the baby is projectile vomiting while right? we're doing fractions.
1: Yeah. So then you start to think, is it me? But no, it's just real life and most people aren't sharing a lot of that. Um, I try I'm trying to be, you know, more real all the time because i think we do a disservice i was telling my son today about how everything's so fake he said you know those hamburgers they show on commercials they're really fake sometimes they plump them up and i said everything's like that like they they take these beautiful women and they go uh you know we want to make them look skinnier or do this or that and i'm like and the, the result is that we all feel dissatisfied because we think we're not measuring up when nothing could be further from the truth
0: exactly exactly you know i used to I used to start smoothing the way meetings off with a disclaimer of like, I'm not trying to scare you, but I'm going to be real.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the good, the bad and the ugly, because I wanted them to like, let's walk through the process of how to decide what to do, which was smoothing the way was so good about that. Cause it helps you figure out what is your, why, why are you doing this? And what season of life are you in? So if you have all preschoolers, your schedule is not going to look like mine with high schoolers and middle schoolers and, preschoolers right. and babies I mean right. let's because people are always like well how do I do this it's like tell me what you're doing I'm like no you're not going to be doing what I'm doing let's figure out like you said before what, you what do, do, do you need to do yeah. for your family and so I just love the way that's made in the way equipped people to make their own decisions and to feel confident
2: yeah Well, we should mention, too, from you saying that about the preschoolers is, you know, that very first year we would talk to parents who were so stressed out about all of the lessons and their child was resistant. And then we would find out that their child was four years old. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) you remember that we sat down and we developed Starting the Way, which instead Mm -hmm. of a year long thing was just a one day thing where we would get with parents of children under five and talk about how to build those those readiness skills so that when you get to the formal education, because you go to a homeschool convention and for your three-year-old, they've got like a stack of workbooks a mile high.
1: Oh, yeah. We, we had an episode about that and it was like just run in the other direction if you're a three-year-old.
2: But then parents want to know, well, if I'm not going to do that, what do I do? Because I still want to feel productive. So we had a lot of fun at those one day starting the way seminars where we talked about uh, Charlotte Mason and literature and building readiness skills. And so those sessions are also available on the website and on the flash drive uh, starting the way.
1: You've invested a lot of your your blood, sweat and tears and your love and your knowledge into smoothing the way. And what is the cost or how is it how is it supported?
2: It is uh, it is still primarily supported currently by by my own efforts. And so we rely on donations. We are, I like to say we're nonprofit in the strictest sense of the word. <laughs> <laughs> and currently we're not a 501c3, we're just uh, an organization that operates on donations. Uh, donations are available through the website. And if people wanna purchase the flash drive, Because, um, you know, with a lot of difference in internet access and all of that, having it on a flash drive rather than relying on internet uh, flow is very helpful for a lot of people like like Melody and I, who lived out in the boonies so much of our life. Uh, and I used to say my internet was provided by a couple of hamsters running. As hard as <laughs> <laughs> so we do have a flash drive and that's all available through the website and through the Facebook page. And, and then at conventions, we usually have a, a donation bucket out there. And so currently our expenses are the operation of the website and zoom and things like that. And mm-hmm. we just pray for, provision honestly
1: mm-hmm. well i i hope that people are generous this year because wow what what a great resource well what's the future looking like for smoothing the way what do you think is coming down the pike
2: well like melody i have a daughter who has started a family she's expecting her first in november and they intend to homeschool my daughter sarah and so she has been working kind of behind the scenes on my kids have told me a long time if you've seen the smoothing the way logo I love the smoothing the way logo it's this group of Victorian women kind of at a quilting bee kind of things that are sitting around and to me that's that's the image of what we are we are we are supporting each other and encouraging each other and sharing ideas and um, <clears throat> however I have been told for a number of years by my children as they grow up that I need to update Smoothing the Way because homeschoolers are not now just a group of women sitting around in their spare time sharing their ideas. And and they're right. Homeschoolers look very different. We have a lot of dads full-time homeschooling. We have a lot of grandparents doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, people are doing it part-time. People are taking advantage of co-ops and enhancement classes. And so as homeschooling changes, uh, it, it truly is ready for an update. So she's working on revamping the logo and also slowly taking over the realms more and more. Um, but Expecting her first baby in November. Uh, it, you know, th- this is not happening next week, folks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but definitely. that is that is the future, and and that's as it should be. You know, mm-hmm. our children, the next generation, continuing on, answering the questions that their generation has in the way that their generation needs to hear the the answers. Um, so that, but but I am looking forward to Zoom. I'm hoping that that will really be a great outlet. I want to have guest speakers on. Um, you know, I've met so many wonderful vendors and speakers over the years in working the convention circuit, and I want uh, the opportunity to have them on and just have them share some of their wisdom. So, so yeah, I, I definitely recommend getting uh, attached to the Smoothing the Way Facebook page for anyone that's on Facebook, because a lot of announcements come out that way. Also, um, through the the smoothingtheway.com you can sign up for our email list so as new announcements come out we'll be sending those out through email. I think that you know as long as we have new homeschoolers and and I certainly don't see that you know at the last conventions this this last couple of years as we came back from covid we always have a um a four or five hour session specifically for new homeschoolers. And I ask both years, how many of you came to homeschooling because of COVID, because your child was suddenly sent home and they're having to do virtual learning, and, and maybe you're realizing that you could be more efficient with the use of your time, and so you're considering continuing homeschooling as a full-time change. Uh, And it was a significant number. So I think we're just going to continue to see homeschooling grow. And so again, those same questions from the 1990s will be asked 10, 15, 20 years from now. So they, Mm -hmm. they will still need to be answered.
1: Well, I'm so excited that Smoothing Away is planning to stick around and be available to future generations of homeschoolers. It's awesome.
2: And we just need another road trip. We haven't had a road trip mm-hmm. in quite a while.
1: I know.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's don't wait till the next Downton Abbey movie comes out before we get together again.
2: Definitely, definitely. We've got to find something. We, we can call it Organizing for Future Smoothing the Way if we want to. As long <laughs> as there's coffee and chocolate, okay. I am there. <laughs> Sounds
0: good. You are there. What do you like to do uh, to relax or what do you do for fun?
2: Well, I, I like to crochet. For each of my babies I made a blanket that was the same very simple crochet stitch and a couple of years ago as I find myself with you know less to do for high schoolers I I did a pattern where I got a new block every month and I learned all of these different stitches. And then I put it together and it was an Afghan. So I have been trying to be a little more brave on learning things. And now with a grandbaby on the way, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna begin with Melody. Melody has all these really (laughs) cool, cool crochet things. Um, But I do, I like to do that. I like to read because again, I get to read whatever I want to, but guess what I have been reading. I set my Audible to reread all of the classics that I read to my kids. I am re- I read Lord of the Rings. I did the Chronicles of Narnia. I did all the Little House books. Uh, I'm reading Pollyanna right now. So isn't that funny? Uh, when oh, I'm given free time to read what I want, I'm still reading the favorites from when they were kids.
1: Were they your favorites when you were a kid? Some of them were.
2: I was mm-hmm. a very, very avid reader from a, an early age. And I think that's one of the things that drew me to homeschooling was I wanted to share that love love of reading with my kids. And so we read aloud an awful lot. And many of them were my favorites. Yeah, that's
1: the one thing I really enjoy about homeschooling. And I actually have a huge collection of children's literature because it's just my jam. And so um, when Little House on the Prairie Books came up in the rotation for Ambleside Online, which is uh, Charlotte Mason. Approach that I use. I was so excited to haul them down off the top shelf and start reading them with my son. And now we're watching um, Little House on the Prairie, the TV show. That's our our show. And you just get to share so much and relive so many things. I probably do the same thing is to start rereading all those classics again for myself too.
0: Thank you so much for joining us, Mary. If you're interested in smoothing the way and their services for new and still learning homeschoolers, you can find them at Facebook dot com slash smoothing the way thank you
2: so much it's been it's always fun to get together with you ladies
0: we want to thank mary for joining us and sharing her wisdom here at the end of the podcast we're taking a look at a big question holly what's our question for today
1: well um you know here in our area public school is about to get underway Um, some schools are starting on august 8th some are starting on august 15th and homeschoolers aren't necessarily ready to get started. And there's some talk about what can we do once public school's in session. So, yeah, that's kind of an interesting thing to think about. Like, you're used to trying to manage going on things on um, the off-season, right? So there won't be crowded. And all of a sudden, things aren't going to be crowded.
0: Right. So for us, that's when we would start doing some... If the pools are still open, we would go to the pool. But a lot of times... the the community pool would close as soon as school started. And my children were very disappointed. But if it was still open, we would definitely go and have ourselves a pool party.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, some, some pools are still open um, until Labor Day weekend. So that's an option. Um, and depending on what movies are in the theater, you could go to movies or mm-hmm. go to the zoo. Any of those places where all the people have been the past couple weeks because they know the kids are starting school and it's been really crowded. Those places will now be pretty empty.
0: Right. Like for us, the skating rink, there's not as many people in there to fall down over. And so <laughs> the skating rink is, is good when back to school. And air-conditioned. Yes, <laughs> yeah. air-conditioning, yeah. that's an important, important thing. And even yeah. the parks. We mm-hmm. would go take a picnic to the park because now it was not so full and not so crowded and easier to watch my kids. You know. Yes,
1: yes. My son has bright red hair and I usually can see him pretty well except in the summer when he's wearing a hat. Um, and then oh, I can't awesome. find him by his hair and I'm constantly searching around. Oh, so it man. is easier to find uh, your child when there aren't so many people. Um, you know, it's, and this made me think about some things of, you know, finding recreational activities to do with your kids because as homeschoolers, we're really you know, on the the bubble about education. And sometimes, I don't know if anybody else is like this, but I find myself sometimes trying to be educational all the time. And that wears your kids out. Um, so we started a Friday night movie night, which I know a lot of people have. Um, and my son always wants to pick out some movies we've seen before or movies I'm not that thrilled with, like Bigfoot Families, okay, once every so often. <laughs> Uh, so i th- i reached way back in the recesses of my mind to when my um older children were kids thinking about what movies did we enjoy and i've started sharing some of those with uh with Leah. we recently watched the pirates of the caribbean and he was enthralled He's and just uh, the right age yeah well and he, it was really funny so he plays roblox and minecraft online and and they have online chatting and he said to the kids savvy or whoever he's with. And they said, what is Savvy? And they was like, <laughs> well, that means do you understand it's from Pirates of the Caribbean? And they're like, we haven't watched that. So, I mean, I think that, um, you know, parents, we should all reach back and look at movies that we liked when we were kids and maybe introduce some of them to our kids. It, it would open up a whole new world that YouTube is not giving them.
0: We've done that a little bit with the grandchildren when they're up here, because there are some movies, they're good, and they move a little more slowly. Like, this generation of kids is used to things real fast and quick. Some of those movies are a little bit slow, and they develop this story, but they're sweet, and they're such good movies, and I'm trying to think of one now that we're talking about it, and of course I can't, but just watching some of the older movies that we still have that were fun, um... Iron Giant was one that was a big mm-hmm. hit with my kids and uh there's one about the ge the one about the goose fly not flyway home. Can't think of it. But it was a sweet story and, and it's so they haven't seen it because it's not something that is on endless reruns anywhere and it's like not mm-hmm. currently on Netflix or Prime or anywhere. And so we're pulling out some of those older older movies and watching it with the kids and they are fun to see.
1: We just watched um, The Incredible Journey, um, the one with the two dogs and the cat, and we had read the book, actually, as part of our homeschool curriculum. And there are two Incredible Journey movies. There's one that's really accurate to the book, super accurate, and then there's the more funny one, where Michael J. Fox is the voice of the younger dog. Um, And we, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we enjoyed both of those, and I'm really excited. The next one I want to show him when we finish Pirates of the Caribbean, because he's kind of like... If we if there's six movies, we have to watch all six. I'm like, okay, but um, the next one on my list is National Treasure. I think he's just the right age. He's just about to be 10 for a real adventuresome movie with lots of mystery and and excitement. So anyway, I I hope I love that
0: movie.
1: Yeah, it's super fun. But it just makes me think that, you know, we need to our kids won't naturally choose these things. But if we bring them to them. Uh, we'll really expand the horizons, and we can all bond over something together, you know.
0: If you have a big question or comment, you can reach us through email at happyhomeschoolpod at gmail.com. You can contact us on Instagram at instagram.com slash happyhomeschoolpod. And be sure to check out our Facebook page and join our group at facebook.com slash happyhomeschoolpod. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Melody. I'm Holly. Happy, Happy homeschooling. homeschooling. Hi, this is your host, Melody Gillum. Thank you for listening to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a transcript maker production. My co-hosts are Jennifer Jones and Holly Williams-Erbaugh. This podcast was produced by Matthew Bass and edited by Nora Williams. Our graphic design is by Pete Soloway and our music is by The Great Pangolin. You can find more of her work on YouTube and Twitter at Kylie Wins. That's K-A-I-L-E-Y Wins. If you'd like to help our podcast grow, leave us a review on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you get your podcasts or as always tell people about us or check out our facebook page and group at facebook.com happy homeschool pod
1: melody did you almost read pace
0: no i saw it and i was like i'm not saying
1: that (laughs) (laughs) i saw it